0: Announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show. Available on iTunes, Scout and anywhere you listen to podcasts at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Scout and iTunes. Lucha
1: the Show. Lucha. Lucha, Lucha. Hey. Hey.
0: Congratulations, you praised yourself.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 Oh, my
0: God. That is a disgusting act. Delete, delete, delete. You just made the list. Couple headlines. Congratulations, you praised yourself.
3: Who does had a show? I'm Leo! That's
1: Mario! Mr. Heel of the field of illness, he's chilling the inside of IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R, and making his return. Yeah. He's the king of hamburger meat. He's the voice of the Mark organization, and he has an addiction to contradiction from Suplex City, bitch.
2: Yo, 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 let me speak on this. What's good, everybody? How y'all doing today?
1: Awesome. This is the Lucha Outsider Show, episode 149. And if you missed anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download to the podcast version of the show. I just sound if you want to be fancy. Apple Podcast, 2 I'm asked. I have stitch Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. Almost.
3: What's up, guys? What <laughs> what up to everybody this day? What up, Richard Beecher, Juan Bencliffe, uh Chris yeah, Bell, Ban- uh Sinil the Heel, Cody Orange, Cody Orenz, WWE Cody Orange. Okay, Jack, what's up? Uh what's up, guys? Share the video, let the people know that we are here. We are live from uh Come, uh, stay, stay at home. What are they all calling these shows now? The stay at home show, the in your house show, quarantine shows, the quarantine shows.
2: So Zoom Zoom specials.
1: Zoom specials Zoom <laughs> special. That's it oh, man. What's up Stan? Welcome back bro
2: Webinar. Oh man uh, Thank you man I just want to say thank you to everybody To send their condolences about my uh, my father's passing I really appreciate everybody reaching out um, Other than that man It's been a weird July I know we're in August now But um, the reason why I wasn't on last week's episode Is because I got T-boned man Some oh, asshole ran a fucking stop oh. sign and totaled my fucking Camry. So I uh like you're batting, I said, you're batting
3: I a, a thousand there, Sam.
2: Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm having a rough twenty twenty, man. It's been a rough fucking July. Uh, but it's a new month. So it'll be alright, man. We'll get through it. We'll get through it.
1: Yeah, man. It's all, it's alright to take a little break from the world. Uh we said it last week that that you were on a sabbatical. I think that was the best yes. you know, words to use. You know, you just need a little break from everything. No, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm being serious. Yeah. You know, they just need a little break from stuff. And, you know, we're here to support you, bro. Yeah. yeah.
2: Thank you, man. Thank
1: you. All right. All right. Leo, what's up? Yeah, we're here. What's going we're on? Wrestling. We're here. Woo! Wrestling. Woo! All right. I love wrestling. Before we get, star- Before we right. get started, give me a minute. No. Uh. Hashtag is rebel time Yeah That's some good stuff All right, Leo I sent you a video No Um, Ah, You did uh, I sent you a video I want you to play that We're gonna start We're gonna start off hot
3: Now If we we got blocked Fuck Facebook Just saying Um, There's no music No I know But it's still The the algorithm picks up uh, The way they speak But don't worry about it We're good
0: Fuck that shit Fuck Facebook Thank you Thank you You're welcome I would like to thank Mr. Tony Khan for giving me the opportunity to speak to you, Mark's people. <laughs>
3: I meant- that was great. That was great. Now, you want to break this down? You want to play the whole thing or just break it down? Play the whole
1: thing. We'll play the whole thing and then we'll break it down. Then. Okay, daddy.
0: People. Now, let's be honest with ourselves. We all know wrestling fans aren't all that bright. But fortunately for you, I've been given an exorbitant amount of time here tonight to force feed you all with knowledge like a five-year-old being fed mac and cheese. I Love this part. Okay, honey. I'll read off the sheet. Can you just do the world a favor? Give me a little smile, huh? Huh? You look so much prettier when you do that, honey. Thank you so much Okay, speech time speech time Please I love you, too Before I start this speech, I would like to implore you our AEW fans who we are so grateful for Please use the following hashtags Hashtag MJF 2020 and hashtag notmychampion. You'll find out why in a moment's (laughs) Ah. time, so please bear with me. Thank you. Right now, I'm sure you people are shocked to see me here on Dynamite two weeks in a row. Yeah, not on the sidelines, you know, with with the bench warmers. You're doing great, by the way, guys. (laughs) Proud of you. Proud of you. Now I'm sure you're asking yourself, huh? MJF, that's a really good point. Why does that always happen to you? I'll tell you, the reason I've never spotlighted two weeks in a row is because a certain individual is afraid of being upstaged two weeks in a row. And that is why it is time for a change in leadership around here. Change. It's a powerful word I just used. I remember when this company first started, I saw men calling for change. One man in particular called for a paradigm shift. He said he wanted out with the old and in with the new. Well, I don't know about you people, but a guy on top of the card who gets to do whatever he wants, say whatever he wants, and wrestle whoever he wants simply because he came from the place of titans isn't new. That's old hat, brother. I like that. That's this good. quickly went from being a revolution and has unfortunately turned into a dictatorship. And that is why John Moxley is not my champion. Mm-hmm. Now hold on people, I cannot tell a lie, absolutely. I will not stand here and pretend that John Moxley isn't one of the greatest wrestlers our great sport has ever seen, however, I feel it's high time that we as a society have an honest discussion about all the negative side effects that have occurred ever since the Moxley reign has started. Wrestling. It's on the marquee and yet people, where is it? All I see is a bunch of great wrestlers having to come out here and perform gymnastics, flip-flop and fly and or almost die in an attempt to make you, the viewers at home, think they're good at their job. That's just wrong. But I don't blame you AEW fans. You see, you have been brainwashed into thinking that that is what good professional wrestling is. And that brainwashing starts all the way at the tippy top. And that is why, Jonathan, a world champion, is supposed to lead by example. He is not supposed to let his roster mates come out here and play-wrestle, and he's damn sure not supposed to come out here and cosplay as a specific wrestler, and that's a stone-cold fact. (laughs) Now, I don't have to play wrestler because I am one. I'm undefeated. I am the first and last MJF. You know what I'm not, though, ladies and gentlemen? I'm not a media analyst, and yet everybody wants to pretend to be because everybody wants to talk about ratings. And that's why we treat Dictator John so well, right? Because of his name value, right? Because where on earth would the numbers lie without Dictator John, right? Wrong. You know who on average happens to draw better numbers minute for minute than your Dictator John? Yours truly. Oh, oh, you didn't know that, did you? That's because Dictator John doesn't want you to. See, according to Dictator John, I'm not on his level. Why should he have to deal with the likes of me? And to that I say, how dare you? AEW is meant to be the land of opportunity and you've squandered that and that is why it's time for a new guard around here. Because the old guard's been running the show on this planet for centuries and look where it's gotten us, people. War, famine, disease, our earth is dying and so are our morals. And yet, here we are with John Moxley running the old guard, and our infrastructure is falling and falling fast. Well, I'm here to tell you people that I can catch this company, throw it on my back, and sprint this brand up the steep terrain to the very top because my talent outweighs your tenure, John. I am AEW. I bleed black, white, and gold. I'm the guy who's gonna be leading this company for the next 25 years. Do the math and grab a calculator. And that is why I'm making a promise to you that I will not stop until we go from happily glad-handing each other for being the alternative and transform this brand into the pinnacle of professional wrestling.
3: Very poignant remarks Leo. from uh, John get... Moxley. Yeah. I am Let, me bombs, Let me get a couple bombs, bro. Let me get a couple bombs. Go ahead. Bro. I don't have the bombs. You have the bombs on your
1: side. Bro, what? I'm not with you. I'm not with you <laughs> in studio right now.
3: I know, but see, it's in the computer that's over there. So, uh, okay, okay. thank
1: you, thank you, thank you. Uh, uh,
3: uh, uh, uh. No? Okay. We, we
1: didn't need that part. We didn't need that part. Sorry. <laughs> okay, but nonetheless, nonetheless. I digress. Man. MJF, that scathing promo. Mm -hmm. Listen, this is going to piss people off, but I don't care. MJF, toe to toe, can go with anybody, dead or alive, on promos. That's how good MJF is. And you know, dead or alive, MJF could go toe to toe with promos. Yeah, and 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 here's the crazy part with a lot of what MJF said. I'll say. Maybe 99.9% of the shit that MJF said was true. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not lying. He's not
1: lying. Um, Man, Man, what such a good promo. And the dude is just amazing, man. And he's not a flashy wrestler. That doesn't mean that just because he's not a flashy wrestler doesn't mean that he's a bad wrestler. He's just a wrestler. But man, what makes him a superstar is the chops on the mic.
2: Of course. Not, not only that, I, he takes a, a lot more serious than some of these guys on the AEW roster. You could tell uh, just by his, his body. You know what I mean? He He's in the gym. You know what I mean? He's doing the tanning thing. He's He's got a good fucking outfit. You know what I mean? Like his tights are always right and everything like that. He always uh, changes it up for like a big pay-per-view. We saw that like terrible outfit that he wore with the with the pink and green mm-hmm. that was disgusting but it was disgusting but like he obviously like put time effort and money into that you know what i mean so he would stand out amongst his peers mm-hmm. so i mean the, the sky's the limit for this for this kid and, and i call him a kid because he's only 24 years old um right the the potential is unlimited and a you know aew better give him the ball soon and give him his bag when it's time to re-sign him because
1: absolutely.
2: WWE is probably looking at this kid right now, going.
1: But you know, I don't think I don't old. think his I don't think his shit will work in the WWE. At least right now in the current state that WWE. you think in. he'll get maybe watered maybe, down? Oh, absolutely. Maybe yeah. somewhere down the line, if the reins were to pass over to Hunter, mm-hmm. but
2: it's too corporate.
1: They, right, 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 right? You gotta understand they they WWE is like Disney, you know? Mm. Yeah. So as much as I'm not saying if they they didn't like, if they didn't water MJF down, Mm -hmm. if he was to ever go to WWE, the guy would be amazing. But I, you know, right now under the state that the WWE is, WWE is right now. I can't see MJF MJF working the way he's working right now in AEW, And you know, they, they tease the potential Moxley and, and uh mjf match at all out i think it's time man and this is no disrespect to john i'm a big john moxley guy um i think his reign as champion has been good i don't think it's been better than jericho's but uh i don't think it's really gonna make a difference if john John moxley's not gonna lose anything if he loses the title
3: john moxley
1: is a made guy he's always gonna be john moxley unfortunately his championship reign has been during this COVID era. That's mm-hmm. not on that's not his fault. It's no one's fault. And you know, just cause John Moxley drops a belt to MJF, that doesn't mean John Moxley somewhere down the line can't get it back.
3: Yeah, and, and by the way, unfortunately, we did get kicked out of Facebook. I got us right back in so people didn't get to see the rest of the video. If you want, I'll put the link on the description so you guys can go watch that video. But basically what we're talking about is the MJF uh, promo that he did. Um, but even aside from the promo, like the beginning part of it, do you see how he came out like Goldberg with like the security guard and he was being like walking to the ring? And, it was like, very
1: presidential. Yes, yes,
3: it was really good. Um, now, we've said it here before. You need something to go against, like, everything that's going on, right? So what, what has made the the um, uh, FTR so good is that they were totally different than anything else that was being done in NXT at that time. Mm-hmm. Everybody right. was jumping. They were on the floor. You know yeah. what I mean? Everybody was doing backflips. They were doing, uh, you know, a uh, uh, headlock. But they will make that headlock count. So what MJF is doing, first of all, he's the best talker. In, in in AEW right now, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but to me, he's the best talker right now, and that's untapped potential where he can go with that. Because well, like
1: I was just what I was saying before, uh, yeah. um, so the people that didn't hear us, you'll listen to the podcast version. MJF right now on the mic might be the best in mm-hmm. every company in any promotion in general, and he's so good he could go to toe to toe and succeed with anybody on the mic, dead or alive, past or present. That's how good MJF is. If yeah. you don't like MJF, he's doing his job. Of course. He does not want you to like him. And I saw little comments, you know, on, on our chat saying like, oh, he's garbage or whatever. That's the point. He wants yeah. you to yeah. hate him. If I you saw, dislike him, what I happened saw,
2: to him? I saw a comment, I think it was from uh, our buddy Chris Brown that said he's a, a Ms. Ripoff or whatever. I, I don't get those vibes. You know, I don't get it
1: either. But let's be honest. Let's be honest here, Sam. Christopher Brown's takes are always terrible. Yeah, yeah he is yeah. the he's the Brad okay. Shepard when it comes to the to, to the friends of the show. That's oh, how bad. His yeah, they're always terrible and they're wrong. Yeah, Christopher Shepard.
2: Leave my boy. Leave my boy alone. <laughs> if any if anything, he reminds me of Roddy Piper in his prime when yes! Piper was in his okay. prime and he had Piper's pit and he was talking that shit and he hit Jimmy Snook over the head with the coconut and. He didn't give a fuck. Like he was pushing boundaries. You know what yeah. I mean? And it just I have a feeling deep down inside of MJF. There's a good person in there because he knows what he's doing. Of course. His asshole shit. Like when he told that girl, smile, honey. You know what I mean? He knows that's a total dick yeah. move. Like
1: MJF, I speak to eat in Chicago, took a picture with a kid. Yeah. Him sticking his middle finger at him, and yep. everyone popped.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Including me.
3: Except, except for people that don't know, and they're like, oh my God, he's giving the finger to a little kid. Like, shut the fuck up. It's wrestling. Enjoy it.
1: He, he's so good. I, like, I, I want him to be Moxie, and I love Moxie. Yeah. I want him to beat Moxie at all out. Uh,
3: Richard right. Beecher saying he's he's uh, learned to love MJF. So you have also a lot of people on that spectrum where you're like, oh, who the hell is this guy? He's a cheap ripoff of The Miz. He's... No, it's MJF. He's, he's no ripoff of anybody. Yeah. And he,
1: and he's even, it's funny that Sam mentioned Roddy Piper because I think uh, MJF in an interview has said that Roddy Piper was uh, one of his uh, heroes growing up. Mm-hmm. He definitely Weird. looked up to Piper. I think he might even have a tattoo of Roddy Piper somewhere on him. Well, don't yeah. you
3: think that that the scarf that he's using is more or less, you know, hey, I need something with a with a pattern, kind of like right. what Piper yeah. had. Because I mean, yeah. if you notice on that on that actual uh, promo, it was all out there. Like even on the on the stand, you had that, you know, the the pattern. The was it Burberry, whatever it is. Burberry, yep. It, you had the pattern all over the place, and if you look at it, even Warlow has that pattern on his tie. So it, it kind of added more to the whole presidential feel like, hey, we're throwing, you know, these are our colors. Hashtag not my champion, you know, hashtag. And, and again, he's using that and that's awesome because now I, go ahead. go ahead.
1: No, 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 go ahead. Finish because what
3: I'm something. saying now next step for that, you don't have to have him even be on TV. Hey, this right. is MJF and I approve this message and you make a commercial out of it. You know right. what I mean?
1: I wanted to add something to what Sam said earlier. I think it was during when we uh, got cut off for a quick second. You said that, you know, MJF knows his part. He, you know, he looks jacked. You know, he stays in shape. He gets a tan or whatever. And while that's important and it definitely fits his role, it's not, I feel like that play, I wouldn't necessarily say that's the foundation because we've seen a lot of wrestlers that are jacked to the gills that are terrible. Yeah, that's very mm-hmm. true. That's very so, true. Well, that definitely helps MJF a lot compared to how he was two years ago. I'm not saying that he was in bad shape two years ago, but you could tell that he's added weight. He looks more jacked now, and that Mm -hmm. helps his character out. But let's let's be honest here. We've seen a lot of people in the past, and even now, that are Mm -hmm. jacked but are shit.
2: Yeah. The reason I say that, though, is because he's taking that extra step that a lot of these guys that are coming from the Indies to AEW – they're you know and Jim Ross kind of touched on it uh, on his podcast without burying the the roster they um they're young guys that <laughs> he's, seem well, to he's, think,
1: he's really burying them he's just not
2: calling them out. right they seem to think they know everything because what they've been doing has been working on their small scale on the indies and now they think that you know they're hot shit because Tony Khan has given them uh you know a guaranteed contract and everything like that but at the end of the day, flips and dives and tope suicida, whatever the fuck you want to call <laughs> on, it, is only going to get you but so far. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, MJF, he, he takes that extra step, you know, by being on a diet, getting in the gym, looking the part instead of going out there. And, you know, it, a lot of it is cosmetic, you know if somebody from the old school looks at AEW and go, are these guys wrestlers? What the hell? Cause they look like a Circus bunch of show. kids jumping around in the backyard doing backyard <laughs> nah. wrestling sometimes. You know what I mean? So you got to look the part, you know, you got to look like a fucking action figure. You got to be marketable, you know? And am and- not saying that everybody has to look like that. You know, you got to have your dusty Rose, you know, yeah. you got to have your bruisey Brodies and things like that. But you know,
3: but but you to your point step. to your point Sammy so everybody everybody nowadays has a certain look right like if you go to the WWE you know every wrestler in the WWE has to have a certain look what made like the 80s and 90s and the early 2000 so good in wrestling that no two wrestlers had the same look
2: right personalities L- at, yeah upward. like I like, think uh, it was less produced
3: but but that's the thing worked. so you had you know and if you look at it Macho Man, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior are two or three totally different characters and they all existed in the same realm. But that's what attracted to you. If you didn't like something about Hulk Hogan, then most likely Macho Man was going to have it. If you didn't like something about Macho Man, most likely, you know, the, the Ultimate Warrior is going to have it. But nowadays, like everybody is like a, a cookie cutout of a John Cena is what what I feel like. You get that most of the time. With with AEW, you have all these jumps and over and this, all that. But then that's a, a certain type of wrestler that you have in AEW. What MJF is doing is saying, okay, everybody jumps. Again, I'm going to stay grounded. That's what's going to make me different. And what adds to him, and, and good point by Ben Cliff there on the chat, he goes, for anyone comparing him to The Miz, sorry, but for me, MJF is better than The Miz on the mic and similar mm-hmm. ability in the ring. With The Miz, to me... The Miz, it took him some time to get acclimated to being on the mic and playing what he always wanted to do, which was being a heel. MJF, full Hulk, Miz. yeah. So, but MJF, the second he grabs the mic, you could feel that confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, you could feel that confidence in his words, yeah, and he knows his character, of course. And he's the, to me, again, he's the best one on the mic right now in AEW, Mario. MJF, MJF would have
1: worked he's working now and he would have worked in the eighties and he would have worked in the nineties. That's how good MJF is.
2: Mm -hmm. MJF
1: has a little bit of old school in him. You could tell that he studies old tape Mm -hmm. and he would have survived in any damn era.
2: Yeah. And that's the difference between him and a lot of these guys that are jumping around doing flips and things like that. Not saying that that's like, you know, if that's your thing, if you like that, that's cool. But you know,
1: okay. And it's not, and it's not, and it's not that, Me personally, I can only speak about me. I'm not knocking people that do that. But like what Sam said, that's only going to get you so far. And you can't do that forever. Yeah, you can't.
2: Here's a prime example. Ricochet.
3: Yeah.
2: He is one of the greatest in-ring talents in the world right now.
3: And what what, do we care about?
2: A million. Exactly. But but that's the thing.
3: What does he have? He has a Lucha Underground title. That's it. Right. (laughs) And it was, <laughs> we cared
1: more about him when he was on Lucha Underground because he
3: didn't talk. Like he, it was mysterious and it was different. Right. You know, like and everybody. We but, no but exactly. So, but but look, uh, and and this is the way that I look at it, right? So, when when you're looking at a talent, right, it's just like the finish that they have. You need to be able to have that finish work with a big guy, with a little guy, with an overweight guy. An RKO works. A power bomb, a power bomb doesn't work all the time. It may look good, but we've seen some power bombs where they almost drop them on their head. Why? Because you can't pick up the big guy. What I'm saying with all this is, with MJF, you're able to take that talent, which is not everybody has it, and we know this because you've seen talent in the ring that can't talk. John Morrison, RVD, like guys that can go in the ring. James Storm, that uh, not James Storm, Lance Storm, that can go in the ring but they have zero charisma on the mic. Now with MJF, he has that already. Like he's 90% of the way there. He's got the character. All he has to do is get really good at, at, at the ring stuff.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't, I think, yeah. I think he's, he's good for what he is. I don't think he needs to get better in the ring. He's just not a flashy wrestler. He, yeah. mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like he has a old school style to him, which there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think he needs to change anything. Uh, yeah. He, He's going to succeed yeah. regardless.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Mario. Cuz he agree
1: with you. he could be You know what? I will even go a step further. He could be a shit wrestler, right? But the mm-hmm. fact that he's so confident on the mic and he talks so much smack and still backs it up. Yeah. That that's that's what makes MJF. MJF is not here to to wow us. Mm-hmm. He's here his character is for us to despise him
3: you, and he's right. doing. It. You know what thing that that I was laughing at the the other day? Thinking about MJF. So you guys remember when JBL came into like WrestleMania with like the big long limo with like the horns in the front and the cops and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see MJF doing that type of entrance, but then just walking down the ramp, like not even being in the car. You know what I mean? Like you think the, I'm going to do the, this
1: for you? <laughs> the, li- the limo's going to have Burberry paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then
3: he walks out of the ramp and just walks down. But again, like if, if you're hating him, then he's doing his job.
1: He's doing his job. Exactly. You have a
3: heel. And, and and he doesn't he could cheat, but even without him cheating, you're looking for that for that baby face to kick his ass.
1: So we're talking about promos here. We talked about MJF. I definitely wanted to praise Ricky Starks. He, he's now part of Team Taz. Um he's I don't a- need I don't think Ricky Starks needs to be part of Team Taz, but whatever. They they paired him together with Brian Cage. And, man, that dude's great on the mic. I've been a fan of him since I've been watching him last year in the NWA. Yeah. So they have this tag match. It was a Tornado Rules against Moxley and Darby Allen. And Jesus Christ, Ricky Starks took a crazy bump on Thumbtacks. It, it it surpassed the bump that Cody took last mm-hmm. week against Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Um, He got hit
3: with a skateboard, I got, right? I got
1: a, couple, I got a couple issues here. One, Go ahead. If, this is a new group. Pairing, whatever you want to call it, I don't think they need to be catching an L. That's one. Okay. Two was a thumbtacks, you know, bump cool. Yeah, it was cool, but it was unnecessary, and I don't think we needed it. We already got a thumbtack spot last week. It, it's this is the problem I have with AEW. Um, one of the some of the issues I have with AEW yeah. too much. You, it- you 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 know, Cody did it last week which people kind of question Cody because it's like, Cody, you're taking unnecessary bumps. Yeah. Now Ricky starts, did it, and now you give this new duo pairing, Team Taz and L2, just so we could get Moxley and Darby a uh, a match next week. What they should have done is have them lose. That causes friction yeah. where they have the match Ooh, last week, yeah. and you would have gave this team, this new team, a win. Now, do, do you think that they're
3: pandering too much to the online crowd? Where And I'll say it like this. So you have that bump last week with the thumbtacks, right? Right. You're going to do that same bump again this week because it was, it was technically the same bump, right?
1: I think this one was worse.
3: No, no, but what I'm saying is it was more the visual because when that bump happened, we saw it on every wrestling page. Every wrestling friend of ours would share it. You know what I mean? So AEW was like, hey. We got thumbtacks. You know, we got shared. We're trending. Let's do it again this week. Like I, I think I think on that spot, and I do agree with you, Mario, you didn't need that spot. Like you didn't need the end of that match to be like that. If at the end you're just gonna have Darby Allen and uh, and John Moxley face off.
2: Like you'd have done anything else. That's just Damn. my It's uh oh, man, it's it's a little too much all the time man it, it i feel like they're lacking direction sometimes in aew i and it I, it might be because the wrestlers get to call their own shots from what i understand there they get to like just make their own creative and that's cool but at the end of the day you're shooting yourself in the foot mm. if you keep continuously doing the same nonsense now the tack spot it's almost going to be like uh, what's the word? Assumed. Or like, we're going to yeah. be like, oh, why didn't they pull out the tax this week? I want tax. Next thing you know, you're going to have people chanting, we want tax instead of we want tables. And I guarantee you this, I'd rather, as, as a person personally, I'd rather go through a table than land on a bunch of fucking thumbtacks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Th- that can't be faked. Right. um it, You know, it, it they need more direction, man. Uh, Tony Khan needs to step in. He needs to stop being such a fucking money mark. He needs to stop patting these boys on the back and start fucking giving them direction as to where he wants his company to go instead of letting them run the ship.
3: But don't you think that that's not the Tony Khan's call?
2: That call should be
3: on the on the Booker. That call should be on the on the EVPs. This is
2: what I, I think. I have a feeling that they're not saying no enough over there because they want it to be like a a nice work environment and they want you know the boys to feel like they have creative control so instead of saying no you did it last week they're saying oh yeah go ahead go ahead so they could go oh man i love working here they let me do whatever the fuck i want you know what i mean
1: there has to be some boundaries or whatever like you could take creative control for your own character but there should be someone that still you need a you buffer. Go by the, you go by the plan that you want, and then whether it's an agent or a coach, whatever they call it in AEW, goes like, "Okay, I'm down with all that, but you guys got to take that spot because it's unnecessary." So, yeah. and
3: and have you guys ever seen improv like live? Right. So improv, when comedians are starting out, or, or that's the type of comedy that they do. When they do improv, there's a there's only one rule in improv: yes and, right. So let's say the three of us are standing there and we're trying to come up with something. Yeah, I like your idea and we could do this, but we could save your idea for when it matters, when we're doing a pay-per-view, when we actually want people to tune in. Because if we use it now, we're wasting it. Because mm-hmm. again, you use you use that tack move today, right? Then when you have the blow-off match, right, the actual match that people want to see, and you use that tack, the tack move again, It's not going to have the same effect. Right. It's almost
2: like a suplex or a headlock. Exactly.
3: What What, what was Hulk
2: Hogan's uh, finishing move? Right. It's just part of the show now. It doesn't mean anything. Exactly. They need to tone tone it back. And that's the thing. Sam just said it right
1: there. There's some stuff in AEW, right? That doesn't mean anything yeah. some of the stuff they do instead of giving it meaning like the the tax bot, we saw one last week now we're seeing one this week for what this ain't ecw this no. is it's not it's not it's not this ain't a death match company this ain't it's not none of that do you think that that if they would have
3: teased the tack last week and somebody else done it this week it would have had like the same effect
1: no you know why because i'm still seeing thumbtacks every week
2: okay no. And even with ECW, not every match was a, a, like a hardcore match. No. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, Dude, back that, in the that's day, where we
3: got tuned into the Lucha That's right, where Hamer right. brought him in.
2: Right. Yeah, that that tax spot was reserved for like pay-per-views or like a real heated fucking rivalry. Right. You know what I mean? Like people shit on ECW sometimes because of how like they, they normalized the chair shots to the head and the tables and things like that. But. Yeah, know, but the but flaming those... tables, the tax, the jumping off the like the balcony and shit like that. That was reserved for like the big money spots. You exactly. know what I mean? It's, AEW needs to tone it tone it back. I know Tony Khan wants to be like an ECW WCW hybrid type of deal there, but I don't know, man. But, but, but that don't, shit.
1: Well, don't, don't worry, Sam, because we're <laughs> going to continue bearing a not a, <laughs> w, <laughs> yeah, we're getting cause, up because listen, I'm about to lose it right now. Go ahead. So last week, Leo and I, yeah. After, on episode 148, we were we were discussing the women's division and a, the Okay, we were, and we were talking about this tournament that they announced, the women's tag team tournament, deadly draw. All right, they they said that we're going to explain rules to us this week. They explained the rules, and we it comes to find out that it's going to be a, a weekly Monday show. I'm assuming there's probably also going to be matches on dark and dynamite with this tournament because it's a tournament, right? And pretty much how it works is uh, you draw like a color and it, the two women that have the same color, they're a tag team. So Nyla Rose with Vicki Guerrero her, drew the color purple. Her face. <laughs> and Dasha, right? Oh, I love Dasha. She said that there was a female that already draw the color purple.
0: Mm.
1: Out comes Fucking Cameron. Mm -hmm.
0: Cameron,
1: are you fucking kidding me right now? (laughs) Your women's division is, I will not even say it's mediocre, but it's very underwhelming, all right? You do have some good talent, but there's some talent in the women's division that's very green. So what does Tony Khan do? That of all the fucking females that are around the world, right? Now, I understand there's a pandemic, but you get at least some females in the States, right? You get fucking Cameron... This is not the fuckadactyl that we want to see in our TV. We want to see Naomi. But she's in WWE. You get Cameron.
0: The- Cameron. You-
1: this is the same female that said her favorite match was Melina against Alicia Fox. I <laughs> yeah. Cameron. Uh, listen, I'll go a step further. There's been some female independent talent that has DM'd us, right, that said, shit if they fucking hired her how come they couldn't hire me <laughs> mm-hmm. right <laughs>
2: cameron
1: yeah <sighs>
3: nyla um, rose face by by the way was the best thing out of that whole thing i uh
2: man i i shit on it at at first but here's oh, my no here's my thought process on this you see how we're reacting right <sighs> this Girl Cameron's not a great wrestler at all, right? You know what I mean? You, she you lost my respect the minute Stone Cold asked her what her favorite match was. <laughs> and oh, tough oh, enough. But uh, she gets a reaction. It's a bad reaction, but it's still a reaction. So uh, it's sad. it's not as bad as it, you know, it, okay. it, it's not good, okay. but it's not. That okay. bad either. Sam. It's, I, it's somewhere Sam. in the middle. With me.
3: So because um, people are going to. Oh, but you just said that MJF gets a bad reaction and that's a good thing. MJF mm. gets a bad reaction because of things that he's doing to invoke that. Right. Cameron is getting a negative reaction just by her being there.
2: Yeah. And that's but, the word. Hold though. on.
3: But it it doesn't add anything to the ring. She could talk and she could be on TV all she wants. The second she gets in that ring, it makes it look sloppy. Bachmania is going to have a freaking a shit show with that. Why? Yeah. Because we know what happens. Okay? Right, the, if you're going to add to your women's division, don't bring somebody that's green that you have to teach them to get to that level. You got to bring people that are established or could get you to that level. In the men's roster, Ricky Starks, when you brought him in, why did you bring him in? Because you know that he has something that when people were talking about NWA and all these old guys that were on there, the one new guy that they were talking about was him. So now you bring him in, even though you may not like him, but he adds to your product. Unfortunately, Cameron, you get that, that quick pop that, oh we hate her, that cheap heat, but then it's going to fizzle out and you're going to be stuck.
1: Agree. I would agree with Sam's theory. If this pandemic wasn't happening and there was fans, but I'm yeah. going to have an ax on your theory. Cause Man, there's so many there's so many talented women all over the country. Let's not let's not say the world because of due to the pandemic, right? And travel and stuff. But in the United States, there's so many fucking women that you could put out there for this tournament so that you could get exposure. Yeah. Just like we did with War Horse this week with Cody. His his stock rose yeah. to another level. Yeah. Right. Mm. He's been making noise in the indies, but just him being on TV with Cody for the AEW championship rose his stock. You put yeah. Cameron, someone that nobody gives a fuck about. Right. You give her a check, and hopefully she's not signed. And, and listen, maybe she as a person, she's probably a nice girl and a sweetheart, right? Mm. But as a wrestler, she's trash.
2: Yeah, she tried to pin somebody on their back, remember, with the split? Yeah, remember that?
3: Yeah. Oh,
1: my God, that was so bad.
2: By
3: the way, if people are saying, Mario, take a deep breath. It will be okay.
2: <laughs> Look.
1: I just um, had to go on a rant.
2: Yeah, I... <laughs> I agree that there's tons of other talent out there that, and even there's talent out there that could have invoked the same kind of response, like Eva Marie. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, but I, would, I, I think
1: still got, I would have went on a rant too, if it was even Marie. You're right. right. You're wrong. He's fucking gorgeous, but I would have went on a rant too, if it was even Marie.
2: Right. But I think that they're trying to prep for when fans get back. Cause when the minute she steps out on that stage, it's going to be booze. You might even see some shit start flying at her. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because we're like, the the people that watch AEW are the hardcores. We're the, the, you know, the hardcores that go to the indie shows that know all these guys on the independent scene. I was even surprised to see Cameron at uh, the ECW arena. She was booked for fucking like an appearance for like a, meet-and-greet type situation. I was like, does she know what she's getting herself into? And look, look, she, like, she might,
1: and look, she might be a nice girl. I'm not saying that she's a bad person, but when it right. comes to the wrestling community, you already know. Mm-hmm. You already know how we are, right? Yeah. Listen, is she a gorgeous girl? Absolutely. But she was a shit wrestler. She mm-hmm. was terrible. She tried to make a pin when... <laughs> okay, you, there's only so many rules in wrestling. You can
3: only win three kind of ways. And hello... There's only and three then, ways you can win.
1: Leo, and then the funny part about it is if you watch that video, then she has the balls to get mad at the rump. Right. <laughs> like, count it. Come on, count it.
3: Hey, dumbass, you got to turn them around.
1: Oh, okay. All right, all right. So let's talk, to, let's talk about some positive signings, all right? So Eddie Kingston, the king, the outlaw, the mad king. Yeah. Is finally signed with AEW, and I'm happy for this guy. This yeah. guy's been killing it. In the wrestling world, he, yes, he was signed an Impact a couple of years ago, but they didn't really do much with him. But man, he's finally got a, a, a deal. I'm sure it's a nice deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully he can improve his life and, you know, just, you know, positive vibes to Eddie Kingston. He deserves it, man. Mm-hmm. LAX Part Two? I, I don't know, bro. I, I would, I, somewhere down the line, we I would love buff. to see Eddie Kingston reunite with uh, or uh, Santana and Ortiz. Also, FTR has officially signed with AEW and they filmed it. They, they made a segment out of it. Mm -hmm. It looks like Aaron Anderson is going to be co-signing with FDR. And part of this deal now that this is a, uh, they signed, they did sign deals, but they also made like a work deal, like, like, you know, for the, for the, for the show.
3: Yeah.
1: Part of the deal is that, on August twelfth, they're gonna have a tag team appreciation night. So I'm very Thank curious you. on what they do with it. Thank this. you. You know or what? I, that- mm.
3: You know what I think it is. It's it's basically every match that day is gonna be a tag team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're gonna bring them in somehow to say, okay, yeah, this tag team is good. This tag team is bad. Because remember their the whole thing, and that's why I said I started off with them. Their whole thing when they were in NXT was like, hey. You guys are all flippy floppy. No, we're going to bring it down to the mat. So again, how do you like have them have leverage on this deal? Right? Because that's what, it that's what it's coming out on TV as now they have leverage. Right, 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 right. Now there's right. things that they put into that contract. So now are you bringing them in as a baby face or are you bringing them in as a heel? If you're bringing them in as a heel, then that's where you can bring that whole thing back We're like, okay, hey, this team sucks, this team sucks, whatever. Like we're gonna beat you guys. You guys do all this jumpy stuff, we're gonna beat you with the with the map-based stuff.
1: Based on some of the stuff that we've seen on AEW Dynamite and AEW TV mm. in general, if you follow Dark and stuff, it seem to me it seems like they're 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 sprinkling, they're planting seeds of a potential horseman.
3: Hey, yeah. I'm okay with it. We talked yeah. about it the other day. I, I think you need fa- This is why I actually <laughs> So when I was watching um, mm-hmm. AEW, right, and I've always been a big pusher of you need to have factions, right? But one of the things that I noticed when I was watching the, the whole uh, Brody Lee and all that stuff, which we'll talk about in a minute, there was nothing different about all the people that were in the ring, right? So let, let me let me break it down this way: when you had the Nation of Domination and you had DX. Even without looking at them, their color scheme—you know who was what, right? When you had the the Undertaker uh, group, the the whatever, you know you know what their color were. The 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 mini- the the corporate ministry. Like what I'm trying to say is this: when they were in the ring, it's kind of like they were wearing like their sports shirts because you were able to tell who was on what side. When I was watching AEW, everybody looked the same. Everybody had kind of like the same color scheme, you know what I mean? Like visually, it just looked like it was a free-for-all. It didn't look like you had actual teams on the side, you know? So hopefully they fix that. That's what I, I hope for. Now, if they do the horseman, you have to make them look different. You have to find a way. Don't go with the straight black shirt because everybody has a black shirt in wrestling. You guys remember... When uh, Mario remembers, when we first ordered some shirts that our, our boy got the flag was like, yo, get a red one because everybody has a, a black shirt.
1: Oh, uh, the first the first, the first one that we the, did the, our skull logo. Yeah.
3: So and, and our, we did
1: vi- our vintage logo. I think <laughs> we can say vintage now.
3: <laughs> now, we didn't notice this, Sam, until we went to a wrestling show wearing those shirts. Like we literally stood out because everybody else was wearing black. Because right. it was right around the time where you had, you know, like the Bullet Club was on fire, and 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 you had, you know, all the black and white shirts and the different fonts and the different writing, and we literally were like the only two people with a red shirt on. It was still wrestling. Was we
1: went to uh, that was only we to Connecticut. No, 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 no. it was Ham- it was Hammerstein. It was you're Hammerstein, right,
3: right. And, and again, and, and you had the John Cena guy too. What a fucking tool! Remember that guy? <laughs> we'll get to that another day. But what I'm saying is this. If you were to look at the Hammerstein ballroom, and you saw everybody wearing black, right? You could not tell the two teams apart of who were fighting against each other. You know what I mean? So, and again, that's if you're going to do the horseman, I'm all for it. But make it look different.
1: Speaking of different, uh, we had Warhorse. We talked about him a little bit. Warhorse mm-hmm. versus Cody. He was the... The challenger for the TNT Championship. Yep. What's your thoughts on Warhorse? To me, he reminds me of a modern day warrior that okay. could actually work. He has a very old school style of him working.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he definitely is influenced by the Ultimate Warrior. You could tell that with the face paint and everything like that. Um, you know, he he's good. You know, what I mean, that, that's my opinion. I mean, he's good. There's room for improvement, definitely. He's you young know, what I mean, too, bro. Yeah, yeah, he's young. You know, he, he seems like. With, with some time in the oven, he'll be ready, you know what I mean? <laughs> in the oven. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, there's definitely potential there, you know. And, um, you know, if he wants to do a wink and a nod to Ultimate Warrior, I, I feel like maybe he should bring some more of the bright colors into it, you know what I mean? Because bright colors will definitely attract like children to, to his character, you know.
1: I think he's influenced by Warrior, but he doesn't necessarily have the Warrior gimmick because he's not, uh cartoony colored guy. He's more of a metalhead. Right,
3: right. Uh, Yeah, I think once you put the the colors in there and the tassels and all that stuff.
1: You're wwe in yourself.
3: Yeah, you're (laughs) WWE light. You know what I mean? I, I think, and this is me personally, that was actually the first time I've ever seen him wrestle. Like I've seen, you know, clips and pictures or whatever. But I did get that Ultimate Warrior feel, but it still felt like him. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. you saw you saw influences of warrior but he wasn't wrestling a warrior style cuz the match took longer than 15 seconds.
1: Oh and he, and Leo don't forget he could actually work too. Yeah,
3: but that's what I'm saying like you got th- those hints, right? You got those right. hints coming in like the other day I was listening to um Dolph Ziggler uh when he was talking about what influences he got, right? And everybody compares him to uh Shawn Michaels. And what he actually said is, it's more Ric Flair. Like it's when he when he's playing heel, that's more Ric Flair. And the more you look at it, it's Ziggler, right? But you do see that Ric Flair influence in
1: when I when I see Dolph Ziggler, I see a lot of influences besides Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. I see Rick. Rude. I see a little bit of a uh, Rick Rude. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I see a little bit of Mister Perfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I see a little bit of Ric Flair. I definitely see Shawn Michaels there, you know, from yeah. his uh working ability, but I see a little bit of of different wrestlers, not just specifically one. So
3: exactly. So with Warhorse, right? You got the same feel. And and that's I think that's the hardest thing to find in in a, in a wrestler. That's why it's hard for us to like like connect with them. You know, with with Roman Reigns, you just see a like if you took John Cena and The Rock and put them together, that's Roman Reigns.
1: Well, that's 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 Vince having but, a boner for that type of guy. But
3: I, but I know. But you can't replicate, what right. You know the charisma. You can't replicate the timing. Right. You can. But again, if you were to take Roman Reigns, and not make him The Rock, and not make him John Cena, let him be himself with a little bit of influence. I think you would have a totally different character. Now with Warhurst, that's why I said, and that's why I start. You know, I I, I took Dolph Ziggler because he's not. Biting off anybody, he's not copying word for word everybody. It's Dolph Ziggler, it's Warhorse. You know what I mean? So, but you have so, a, you, it's it's good. That's what I'm trying to say. Daddy.
1: So after after the Warhorse and Cody match, Cody obviously went over. They went mm-hmm. to go. Uh, the, Cody went to go shake Warhorse's hand, and they got attacked by the Dark Order. Um, it looks like we're getting a Dark Order Elite type feud because then later on in the night we did see the Dark Order have a face off with the Bucks and Hangman Page and Omega, yeah. but. We got the debut making the save. Matt Cardona, formerly Zack Ryder, and this guy looks jacked.
2: Woo, woo,
3: woo. What do you
1: guys think of uh, Matt Cardona making his uh, appearance on Dynamite?
2: I'm happy for him, man. I think I think we all expected it though. You know what I mean? You know, Cody tried to clean it up before and was like, This isn't gonna be all friends wrestling. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> we all knew he was gonna show up. You know what I mean? So But do you think he was gonna um, show up this week? Or you think they were gonna like No. Okay. No, I didn't think he was So that show did up shock you, though, at least. Yeah. That's one thing that AEW is good for. Mm-hmm. They are bringing back that feel of must watch television. Okay. If you're a pro wrestling fan, you need to watch AEW because you never know who's going to pop up on there. You mm-hmm. got Eddie Kingston popping up. You got Warhorse. You got fucking Zack Ryder. You know what I mean? You, you got FTR a couple weeks ago, yeah. the, the revival showing up. You know what I mean? Brody Lee and all Earl. these guys. Colt Cabana is now there, and everything like you never know who's gonna start popping up on, on their TV screen. So,
1: hey, how come you didn't mention Cameron? It. so it was, that, so it was a contradiction.
3: We love you,
2: We love you. I never said. I never <laughs> said that i would go inside all i'm saying is i could see why he would sign her
1: you, you try okay Sam, you try to clean it up a little bit there you tried to clean it up that's what i'm, not, I'm no okay.
2: longer the king of hamburger meat i'm the king of cleaning it up
1: all, all right um, okay i like that we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna change that in next week's episode all right so
3: sure <laughs> um, <shirt> coming soon
1: <laughs> so, uh, uh wrestling okay, for inc for sure. uh, Wrestling Inc. first reported this, and Fightful has confirmed that Matt Cardona, formerly Zack Ryder, he signed a five-appearance deal uh, for now, Mm -hmm. and we'll see what happens in the future. So, I mean, you know, I think this is cool, because let's see how he's going to get used. Because at the same time, let's not act, and this is something that I've always told wrestling fans, when somebody gets released, or they get fired, or they leave a company... Why is always instantly, oh, he should go to AEW. Mm-hmm. Like, AEW already has a stack roster.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's get this. We all want AEW to succeed, right? Well, most of us. Because, you yeah. know, you have the toxic wrestling fans. The, the a
3: Vanilla Midgets. Go.
1: Right. We all want AEW to succeed, but that doesn't mean that they need to fucking sign everyone.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Do, so do, he's do only you... on for five appearances? Yeah.
1: yeah. As of right now, he signed the five appearance deal. Which is which is good, uh, you know. Kind of like
3: you said, like let's see what they're gonna do with it. Because now right. it's not like, hey, he's here every week. Let's just throw him out there in a in a in a six man match or whatever. Like his appearances have to count, right? So now you had this week's show, and again, it was trending worldwide. His, you know, the video of him coming down, all jacked, ripping the shirt and everything. So what do you do next? Do you put him into a match? Do you have him go out there and talk shit about WWE? Do you have him cut a promo? Like now, again, to what Mario was saying, it's must-see TV. Now I want to tune in next week to see what they do. To show you if they're taking him serious or not. They Mario. did
1: announce that he will be taxing with Cody, mm-hmm. and they will be facing uh, two members of the Dark Order on Wednesday. Okay. So they announced that.
3: But what do you so- do with that? Is it just a regular throwaway match, or do you do something special with it?
1: I'm sure this yeah. is going to be a spotlight match to see Zach Ryder, you know, be in the ring because we haven't seen it even before he got fired. We just didn't see him right. So unless you watch like main event or something. So this is just probably going to be
3: a. Yo, what's up, guys? <laughs> Yo, I just lost power in my whole house, bro. Oh man! Literally you forgot to pay your bill. No, we pay our bill. It just, it it went off. Um, So (laughs) we're trying to get everybody back on the Facebook chat. Uh, I think the last thing I heard from you guys was about Matt Cardona when he was in uh, Main Event. It was the only place that you could see him. And we're live. We're back again. Third time's the charm. Go ahead, Sam. Or Mario. Or whoever. I don't care. Just don't turn off my power again. Go.
1: So I think we could all agree that Matt Cardona, whether it's a five appearance deal or he ends up signing uh, a full contract with AEW, I think it's all positive thing. Hopefully he'll get some shine and he'll get some spotlight. Mm -hmm. Right? We hope Okay.
2: Uh, Absolutely.
1: So so lastly on the AEW front, uh, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, uh, a rematch has been announced, I believe, in two weeks. Uh, Chris Jericho still pissed off at Orange Cassidy for ruining his jacket. Mm -hmm. And they announced for next week they're going to have a debate with a, a guest moderator, and it's rumored, nothing's confirmed, but it's rumored that's going to be easy, Eric Bischoff.
2: Seriously, man. I'm excited for that, man. Nice. I'm excited if if it is Eric Bischoff, that would make it a lot more interesting, a lot more entertaining. Um, this whole Chris Jericho, Orange Cassidy uh, rivalry's been very like entertaining. It's been funny. Jericho, he knows his little um, comedic timing mm-hmm. is is perfect. You know what I mean, and um, Orange Cassidy is just getting that rub from uh, Chris Jericho um, right now. So, and, and it's funny Both how it. they're
3: how they're able to make a jacket be part of the storyline. Like they're not fighting for the title, they're not fighting, you know, for respect. They're not fight, they're fighting for a jacket. That's it. You know that, what that,
1: I mean? Jericho's was just pissed off. Jericho, like I said, people people um, criticize him because he's not as good as he once was, or he might not look the same way how you looked 10, 15 years ago. But man, to me, doing some of his best work. Chris Jericho, yeah. he's he's great. You know, he's the GOAT. He's one of the GOATs. He's one of the GOATs in professional wrestling.
3: Now, wh- you know. why isn't he put up there with all the GOATs? Like, when people give their, their, their top five, not everybody's putting Jericho up there.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Why some is people- that? I don't know, they just they only think of Flair or they think of Hogan or they think of Macho Man or they think
3: of Because I mean if you look at it, he aside from The Rock, he is the the one wrestler that has transcended wrestling. Yeah, he has a
2: really good crossover appeal.
3: Yeah.
2: Dancing with the stars, he does Fozzie, you know, he's been in like some B or C movies, depending on how you want to rate it. Yeah, Sharknado. I think he was in one of the. Um, yeah, that's
1: definitely a B movie.
2: <laughs> what, what's the kid's name? Those guys—they're not kids. Um, Silent right. Bob, Jane Silent Bob. Yes, wasn't he in the last one of those.
1: Yeah, but that movie—I uh, don't even think they went to movie theaters or anything. I think it was like direct to like digital or something. And I'm a Jane Silent Bob guy, but that that movie didn't really get traction like some of their previous films.
2: Right, right. Different time, different era. They don't, they don't have the following like they used to. They're, that that following, the Jane, Son Bob's all old now.
1: <laughs> I, I think, uh, and this is not even wrestling related. I just think, I don't know what's up with Kevin Smith, but I don't think it had like, they did a poor job at... Um, promotion. Yeah, right. for the promotion to the movie was terrible.
3: There is yeah. a disconnect. And, and you know what, unfortunately, why there's a disconnect? So if you look at it, right, when those movies came out, Let's say you were 10, 12, right? 15. That was 20 years ago. That means mm-hmm. you're 35 now. That means you're 40. That means you have kids. You know what I mean? So right. for you to promote it, where are you going to promote it? On TikTok? 35-year-olds are not on TikTok. Well, aside from Sam.
2: But 35- Hey, man. I got a big following <laughs> right now. 1,500 followers on TikTok and counting, but, bro. But what
3: I'm saying, okay, but but okay, so let's just take a, a quick uh, Why survey. Why did you even mention TikTok, No, Leo? no. But listen listen let's take a quick survey there's three of us here right all oh, three of That's us right. so jay and silent bob how many of us are on TikTok? one <laughs> so but what that does that shows you that you're you're missing out on 66 percent i sound like a big pop papa pump that means that you're losing out on 66 of your total audience you know mm. like i i think and and you're right because i did like those movies too like growing up I think it wasn't in our eyes as much, you know? Like, things right. have changed. So, you have to, like, change with the times. Those movies are great, but I think the marketing kind of failed on it. But there you go, Sam. I got a little plug in for you for your TikTok. Uh-huh.
1: So, Yo. <laughs> moving on to NXT. By the way, Dynamite is a must see show. Yes. It really is. NXT has been doing a poor job um, ever since The Great American Bash. We spoke about it last week. Uh, I'm not saying the shows are terrible, but. They just haven't really felt special, but something, some interesting stuff came out this week, and we'll talk about it. Keith Lee and the Carrying Cross promo, their segment this week on NXT was really, really good. <clears throat> it's the first time that I got to see some emotion in a in an angry level from Keith Lee. I
3: mm-hmm.
1: think Carrying Cross's response was amazing too. So it looks like we're going to be getting a match between those two at some point at a takeover. Uh, they haven't officially announced the match, but that's coming down line. Yep, Dexter Loomis. Sam and I have spoke highly of Dexter Loomis. He won his qualifying match uh, to qualify for the North American ladder, North American Championship ladder match at Takeover Thirty. He defeated Balor and Timothy Thatcher. I think it was the right call to put Dexter Loomis in there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to that ladder match. I really am. That's that's going to probably be the standout of that uh, of that pay per view, if you will. But um. I agree. Uh, Jog my memory. Who else is qualified for that? You know Dexter uh, Loomis.
1: Uh, another guy that you're high on, Bronson Reed. Bronson
2: Reed, the, the thick the boy.
1: Qualifier. Yeah. yeah. And if, um, I don't know how many qualifying matches they're going to have. I'll assume anywhere between four to six, depending on how many people they want in the ladder match. Yeah. yeah. Had the log well, eight. I don't, next week, I think uh, Damien Priest, my cousin, he'll be in a qualifying match. Hey. Uh, I'll, right. be root, I'll be, I'll be rooting for him. Wait, wait, wait! So You'll talk-
3: be rooting for your cousin. I you don't like rooting him. For my
1: cousin, I know I didn't like Punishment Martinez. So ah. I'm
3: a fan of Big Priest. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. So
1: let's talk about something that that uh, that Leo and I had a really really good uh, conversation about last week, and we talked about the Pat McAfee and Adam Cole situation. Yes. So this week, Triple H appeared on Pat McAfee show, and he tried to make amends, saying that you know we need to. Bring you guys together. Both of you guys are good guys. I see both of you guys as commodities. Blah blah blah. And Pat McAfee was in agreement. Said that they'll have some type of conversation. At the same time, that exact same day, Adam Cole put a public apology, apologizing who he offended. Yada yada yada. Whatever. Interesting note. Mm-hmm. This week on NXT, they showed a video package of the situation that happened between Pat McAfee and Adam Cole. It's a work. Also, another interesting note. Undisputed Era are fully together now. Kyle O'Reilly returned. And it seems to me that they're getting booked as faces now. What do you think of this possible face run? And, Sam, what's your thoughts on this Pat McAfee and Adam Cole situation? Because now it seems that it's going to – it really is a work. A lot of people Mm. did question it. I was – I instantly, I spoke about it last week when I saw the video. I instantly thought it was a work, but at the same time, it's like, what's the end goal here? Like to me, yeah. I have no interest in a Pat McAfee and Adam Cole match, but it looks like they're running with it. What's your thoughts, Sam, on this Adam Cole Pat McAfee situation and all together? Well, what do we think about the Undisputed Era possibly being faces?
2: I honestly think it's a work, and I think that we should praise Adam Cole for his acting ability because. It didn't seem like a work from Adam Cole. This guy I seemed like he did. was really pissed off. I said, it did. you know, you know, yeah, but, it, he...
1: it, it, but, stay, but we talked about it. We talked about it last week, Leo. You think everything's a work? Oh,
2: OK. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> I feel like Life's I feel like work. Adam Cole, if if they push Adam Cole as hard as they pushed Cena or Roman Reigns, which I don't think that they will, mm-hmm. but if they ever did, that Adam Cole could very easily cross over into mainstream and be an actor because he's like the perfect size. He's a looking guy. And we just saw the dude can act. But you know? is he the
3: and perfect size? Sorry, uh, sorry uh, Mario. But is he the perfect size for a wrestler or for an actor? For an actor. Okay, an but actor. you need he's- to get him established as a wrestler. You need to get him established as a top bill, because if you don't do that, you're going to have The Miz. And you're going to have him do 18 uh, uh I don't even was it the the Marines. crew the marine Yeah Marine 23 Like The Miz It's personal The Miz is an actor. I mean, I've seen a couple of the movies, but he doesn't have the size why because he was never built as this huge star in the WWE and then you can't have him go over. What is the appeal with The Rock? The Rock looks like he he could destroy the cameraman and his co-worker. Right? Mhm. And same thing with Stone Cold. Same thing with Piper. When you had Piper do the movies back in the day. Same thing with Hogan. Now, with with Adam Cole, yeah, he can act. But I think you should worry about the wrestling part first. Push him as a wrestler. Make him your top guy. Make him a household name. And then think about him being an actor and going over to... The... Because then he's just yeah. going to be
2: the Miz. I'm sorry. Well, I, I did say if they pushed him as hard yeah. as they pushed Cena or Roman. But, um... um Going back to it, what's Tom Cruise's appeal? Yeah, but he's Tom Cruise is not guy, a wrestler right? though. No, he's but, a good looking guy though. And so is so is Adam Cole. Okay. You know what I mean? Especially if you give him a haircut. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like But
3: but okay.
1: How dare you? How dare yeah, no. <laughs> you? Adam Cole
3: <laughs> but, the, How but no offense, Mario. No offense, man. How dare man. you? But I, I don't I don't think it's it's just what what the appeal is, right? It's making them a household name. Right? Oh, yeah. So, like, you build build this Hulk Hogan stock over all these years. He becomes a household name in the wrestling world. He looks more than a regular person. He looks like a cartoon character. You had him do the crossover stuff before he got to the WWE with the Rocky movie, so people knew of him. Now, you build his stock up, and then you send him to Hollywood (coughs) because you did the same thing with The Rock. You did the same thing with Stone Cold. Now, when you send them to Hollywood, that's when they can pick and choose. Hey, you know, this guy can actually act. Or in Stone Cold's case, you just, you know, typecast it. But I think right now is you're never going to get to that point because if McMahon is in in charge, Cole will not get pushed. Cole will not become a top guy. Cole will not be a, a household name. We know of him because we like wrestling.
2: I agree. I agree completely with that. I don't think McMahon would ever push him. No, but if Adam Cole wanted wanted to, he could go the Batista route. You know what I mean? Where Batista wasn't really pushed as hard as Cena rock stone cold Mm -hmm. and still was successful. So I feel like that is a possibility for Adam Cole down the line. Going back to the Undisputed Era thing being faces. It'll work because their whole run is a heel team. They were getting cheered anyway. Yeah, you were in, in in the same arena with me, Mario, in Brooklyn. People were pissed that Johnny Gargano won that match. <laughs> they said, "Oh!" And then when he like lifted up his arms and had the championship, they're like, "Okay, yeah, that was a great match." Yeah, good, I was, good I for was you. one of them because
1: I'm a Gargano
2: guy too. But I'm like, right. man, I don't want Adam Cole to win. Right. So as far as them being faces, I feel like even when they were heels, they were still kind of faces. They were like on that line you know dependent on the city you know what it is yeah.
1: they had the nwo cool factor mm-hmm. that's what it was they were heels but they were fucking cool
2: yeah exactly and all right
1: go ahead go ahead Tim.
2: going back to who watches nxt who watches AEW? is that hardcore fan base and all those guys came from ring of honor right so it's when you see them on Ring of Honor at an independent show, you get to shake their hand, get an autograph, go up to their gimmick table, and everything like that. It's almost like, I mean, we've talked about this before. That's that's my guy. My guy made it, so it's
1: right. that's
2: the way it feels with the undisputed air. All, all four of those guys are great guys, by the way.
1: Right. Uh, w- one last thing on NXT, because um, you know I'm a jerk, I'm a heel, so no, you I, are. I got to shit on something.
3: Huh. Uh, we I haven't, haven't talked
1: much of Shotzi Blackheart. Um, I think she's a great girl. I think she's a great talent. I love her look. You know what I hate about her, though? I hate the stupid tank. I want to break that tank. (laughs) I think it's so fucking stupid. I hate it with a passion. You know what else I don't like about Shotzi Blackheart? The way she talks. You know why? Because that's not how she really talks. She adds like a little umph to her fucking voice. I hate it with a passion because that's not her. Like, I've heard how she talks. Like, when she talks, it's like you're playing wrestling. And that stupid tank, I want somebody to run it over. I fucking hate it.
2: Yeah, the <laughs> tank is pretty shitty, man. I don't understand it. She that. didn't do that in Evolve. Like, what the fuck?
1: Right. It's so gimmicky. It's so fucking stupid. Like, you're supposed to be a, like, punk and stuff. Why do you need the tank? I, I hate the tank. I fucking hate it.
2: You know who else needs <laughs> oh. the tank? My wife. We we're watching NXT the other day. She goes, "What the fuck?" She's like, "Why is she driving a toy tank down the ring?"
1: It's just I, was like, oh, so I don't know. Stupid. I couldn't even
2: defend it. I was like, "I don't, I don't even know
1: why." <laughs> it's, it's so fucking stupid. I fucking hate it. All right, <laughs> let's talk about something that isn't stupid. Ah, uh, well, maybe not stupid. Maybe how it happened is questionable, but I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. Sasha Banks becomes the Raw Women's Champion. So now we have the two woman power trip. I like it. I like seeing them with all the gold. I just don't like how we got here. Meaning how Asuka went to go, um, like she left the match because the the, the the gimmick of the other match was there could be a title change with um, no disqu- the um, disqualification, count out, and obviously regular pin submission or whatever, right? Asuka went to go help Kyrie, right? Cuz she was getting beat up by Bailey. And then she just walks out of her match and that's how Sasha wins. I I wasn't into the how she won it, but I'm into them having all the gold. I still yeah. think Bailey is shit on the mic, but I do like them as a duo.
2: One thing I'll say is <clears throat> and you know, you guys might not agree with me here is I feel like WWE has tried I'll say tried to protect Asuka's character, tried, Um, you know, you go back to the the whole loss to Charlotte WrestleMania or whatever, and she hasn't lost that many matches on the WWE main roster and she didn't lose any in NXT. And the the fact that they took the title off her this way and kind of like a, like Fugazi finish type situation.
1: I could see
2: that. It kind of protects her as well.
0: She was never pinned,
2: she was never submitted. She also tapped out Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble. And we we're all like, why did they do that? Well, they've been protecting Oscar. She's been like mm-hmm. this this killer, if you will. OK, so, you know, I didn't hate it, but I am, uh, you know, happy that Sasha Banks and, and Bailey are and I've touched on this. I feel like they've been carrying the damn company. They're on every fucking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, episode out of NXT and SmackDown and Raw and they're doing, you know, their best work right now. So, you know, credit where credit's due. This has been a really slow burn and it's lost momentum and it's gained momentum. It's lost momentum and it's gained momentum. I just hope that they could keep their momentum going into the next WrestleMania where we finally see these two clash and we could get a match just as good because even if they clash again, doesn't mean we're gonna get uh, you know, a Brooklyn takeover match out of them. It's got to be I, like the what? right I chemistry. It's got to be there. You know? I'm,
1: you know, I'm optimistic about it. I think they could give us the same quality match or even outdo themselves. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how I think, you know, because my criticism on Bailey has always been on her mic work and her character development, her in-ring work. I never have a criticism on because, you know, she's good. She's really, really good. And Sasha, since her NXT run, She's doing some of the best work in and out of the ring. Well, do, do you?
3: and we've talked about this. Sasha needs to play a heel. Sasha cannot be a baby face. The whole Sasha Banks the boss character, and I remember you and I were talking about this, Mario, when you were like, oh, if you're going to call yourself the boss, then you need to act like a boss. I think right. this time has been the first time in the main roster where she's acting like I'm better than you. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, yes. like and and I think even and it was funny. Did you guys catch like the the WWE.com exclusive when like they're both celebrating and uh, and like they're getting interviewed? Like it was basically like a backstage promo, right? But you saw like the attitude come through. That's something that it, you can't fake. That right again. She's playing the heel. Heels are sometimes easier to play, but at the end of the day, having them team with each other and having them win all these titles, it kind of adds to Bailey's stock more than it adds to Sasha Banks because you know she can get there because she did it in NXT. Mm-hmm. So I think right now we're pushing them too, and I don't want, I don't need them to wrestle at, at the Rumble. I don't need them to wrestle at SummerSlam against each other. Build that to WrestleMania.
1: I, I originally wanted them to to like when this whole thing started to end at Summerslam, but I think your idea, Sam, is even better. Have them go up to Mania. You know, mm. there's a there's a there's a lot you could do there. There's still a lot you could do. So I think making it the making the match at Mania next year. I think that's the right call.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and hopefully we'll have fans. Hopefully we'll see.
1: All right. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Related to this, uh, with Sasha Banks becoming Raw Women's Champion, obviously she won because Asuka went to go help Kyrie Sane. That was Kyrie Sane's exit. She's done with WWE. She's heading back to Japan. And it looks like she might be wrestling in Japan, maybe just taking a hiatus from wrestling. Uh, I think well-deserved. Um, as her whole WWE run, I don't think it was bad. I just think it was okay, good. That's you know nothing, mm-hmm. nothing really stood out besides the Kabuki Warrior run, as tag chance that was really really good and her you know her NXT run. But besides that, I think they could have done more with Kyrie Sane, and that's on yeah.
2: WWE. Yeah, absolutely. One one match that stands out is the one that we saw at Evolution with her and us, uh, Shayna Baszler.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: Um, I feel like yeah, they they kinda dropped the ball there. Once they got her up on the main roster, they kind of didn't really know what the fuck to do with her. They were like, uh, what should we do? Yeah. Is I she a pirate? McMahon, is
3: she a navy person? Is she a wrestler? Right. And, 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 and I think go ahead, Sam.
2: It confused Vince a little bit. Like, what is she? Is she a pirate, right? Like yeah. L- L- Leo said. What what and she's not like She's not, like, big in stature or anything like that. She's not super believable as, like, a a killer, like kind of like how Asuka is. You know what I mean? It's just like, uh, what do we do with her? Well,
3: I I think with Asuka, you're able to find that uh, character-driven, where with Kyrie in the main roster, you never were able to get that. Like, And again, how long was she in the company? Five years? Six years? Two years? Uh, I I don't know. Five. Okay. I want to say five. But again... If you don't build somebody to at least be known in five years, aside from the Kabuki Warriors and the and the sweet and sour experience, right? You cannot have... Jesus Christ. You can. <laughs> that's how I remember her, okay? And what I'm trying to say is this. You did not build that character for people to know with her. Like, they're not going to miss her. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Like, if she's on TV or she's not on TV, you're not going to miss her because you could just pluck in anybody else with Asian descent and call them the Kabuki Warriors. Tell me I'm wrong. Come at me, bro. Not you guys, but I'm saying. Like again, mm. you you're it didn't she didn't stand out is what I'm trying to say. Like you yeah. think of Kyrie Sane five years from now, and she's gonna be those top ten wrestlers. You forgot wrestle for the WWE. You know what I mean? Right. Unfortunately I,
1: I, think, I think she I think she stood out to the diehard wrestling fan. I don't think she stood out for the casual wrestling fans. Okay.
3: But you know those casual ones are the ones that move the ticker. Right.
1: Right they're now. The ones right. That, they're yeah. the ones that are are, are, are buying um fucking gray, graveyard dog shirts and shit like that. They'll buy anything. They're,
3: they're the ones that are buying the dirt from the uh, boneyard match. Um, Yeah, they, they're <laughs> the ones. You're right.
1: Those are the same ones that are buying the dirt from the graveyard match. Yeah. You're absolutely. Right. So,
3: but, but, okay, so, and again, and, and I know we might get a little bit ahead, right? But there was an issue with with the ratings, right, in WWE. You know that the diehard fans are going to tune in to wrestling every week, right? But I think what, what ultimately has gotten down to is the WWE focuses more on those ones that move the ticker and not the diehard fan base, right? Because those that move the ticker, those casual fans, are going to come and go. And they've been coming and going for years, but I think what made the, the attitude era and then folding over into the, the, the aggression era, right, is that you still, at heart, you still were, were looking for that diehard fans that would tune in every Monday, that would tune in every Thursday when, when SmackDown was on, and that's what kept your, your whole thing moving. When you moved it over to, to PG and you focus on those ones that come and go, that's where you lost a lot of people. That's where you mm-hmm. lost a lot of those diehard fans that wanted that information, that wanted that that type of wrestling, that wanted that kind of entertainment, and you lost them. So now, now that you focus on those moving ticks, right? And now those are not there anymore because you don't have a really good product. Now you really get to see what that diehard fan base has dwindled down to. And those are your numbers right there. Yeah. That's why they're having issues.
1: So On on a positive front, we spoke about Randy Orton last week, how he's doing some of the best work in his career. And he will be the next challenger for Drew Mm -hmm. at SummerSlam for that WWE championship. We had a meaningless match between Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler to close out Raw. um, And then after the match, after Drew went over, which not really a shocker there. And this is no disrespect to Drew because I think Drew's – being alright as champion. Yeah. It's just unfortunate with the whole COVID stuff and the pandemic and no, no wrestling fans. And then after the match, uh, Randy hit him with an RKO out of nowhere. Uh, this is the right call. Randy Orton drew at SummerSlam and Randy should go over and hold that title to WrestleMania in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And because and no
1: disrespect to Drew. It's just unfortunate.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking right now, right now, and then this is like kind of like thinking ahead here, but who do you see winning the Royal Rumble right Vince McMahon. Besides, <laughs> besides, besides Big E. But, like, Kofi's only out for, what, six weeks? So he would probably be back. No, by it, it's not going to
3: be Big E. By the time the Rumble comes around, the New Day's all going to be back together.
2: Yeah.
1: So. Uh, but it all depends where Roman is at because you, you mm. never know. If Roman comes back, he could potentially win the Rumble.
2: Yeah
3: cuz so that, that could like- be that could be your your saving grace. Like have him come back. Like have him not be on TV this whole time. Have and him come back that day. He's
1: not on TV this whole time. And we have the Rumble with fans yeah. to some capacity, you know, depending on how this COVID ends in 2020. If huge we do pop. have fans, right. Yeah. Roman's going to get a huge pop cuz it's it's yeah. almost been a year.
3: You you'll get yeah. that Triple H pop. Remember when Triple H tore his, uh, his quad that he was out, but he was playing mm-hmm. as a heel and then right. he came back. And like people popped, and they yeah. totally forgot that he left as a heel and came back as a face. You- yeah.
2: <laughs> so you got that option. You got Roman, mm-hmm. right? If you don't take the title off McIntyre, who who else could do it? You can't well, have- well,
1: Okay, okay. So Sam, <laughs> if Rand- if Randy gets the title, right, right, and he holds it till Mania,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we're getting Edge and Orin three at Mania. Yeah. You think we're getting Tyler Edge and Orton 3? Title or not, we're getting Edge and Orton 3. I so, mean.
2: We could get potentially Edge winning the Royal Rumble. Or if but, you take the title off McIntyre, we mm-hmm. could get a McIntyre winning it two years in a row. They've done it before with Austin and, and Shawn yeah, Michaels. But, and,
3: but if you're going to do Orton and Edge at WrestleMania, right, isn't the Rumble for you to like create new stars?
2: Absolutely,
1: isn't the
3: rumble for you to create that that guy that you're gonna focus on? So why would it, you have? It
1: varies though. It, it varies though because we've seen Randy Orton win the rumble to- twice. We've seen Batista win the rumble twice. So it Austin won okay. it three times. But, but, okay. No,
2: nobody complains about that.
3: Austin no, no, won no, it no. three no. fucking times. Okay. but <laughs> no. when, when when you had Austin win it, right? He was chasing. He wasn't a veteran. He wasn't in there for years like kind of what you did with Blutista at the time. Right. Why did people sour on that? Because Batista was a made man. Batista was already you know, he already had held titles. He already went to, to Hollywood. It's and, and I feel and I know that people are not going to boo Edge. Right. But it might give them like a sour taste in their mouth to say, hey, Edge is made already. Like, do you really need him to win the the, the Rumble?
1: No, it could be another match. He could win like an elimination chamber yeah. qualifier or something like that. They they've done other routes for other titles. It yeah. all depends what title is going to main event. It all it varies. It varies, yeah. and who knows? Maybe Orin loses the title at chamber because of Edge, and that's the reason why we get Edge Orin three at yeah. Mania. So it, it varies. It varies.
2: The third time also won the Rumble. It was two thousand one. He was already a, established, the main man by
1: then. He was okay. already established at that point. Well, I don't yeah. remember
3: that third one. So there you go. That's and when Ray- I stopped. That was the, the best one, one, bro.
1: And what, yeah, that is the best one. I'm and watching when Randy Orton won that, that whole Royal Rumble card, by the way, 2001 is a very underrated show. It's probably one of my favorite Rumbles, but. Yeah.
3: Guess what I'm watching um, after
2: this?
1: <laughs> when Randy Orton. Yeah, because remember, we got, I think we got Jericho and Benoit in the ladder match for the IC title and that. Yeah, in that he team. puts
2: them in the walls of Jericho on top hey, of babe, the ladder,
1: bro. Cancel my appointments. We ain't doing shit for the rest of the day. We're watching the <laughs> Rumble. Dale. So. Remember, when Randy Orton won the Rumble uh-huh. the second time, he was a main man, too. He fought Wyatt at WrestleMania.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it varies. It depends where WWE wants to go when it yeah. comes to
2: Rumble. And you know what? We're talking about this, and Vince probably doesn't even have a fucking clue what's going to happen to Survivor Series yet. Dude, He's probably did, just did, swinging it. What? Fuck it.
3: <laughs> what, weren't they talking about Like the whole uh, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker match, the, the second one? He was like, oh, I guess I'm calling him out. Like, when, he, when he, they made it, uh, Shawn Michaels called out the Undertaker at the slammies. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, found
3: yeah. out. The Undertaker said, I had no idea. Like, <laughs> like, I found out just like
1: everybody else did. So just right. imagine that, that writing room. <laughs> so <laughs> on the SmackDown front, we uh, saw AJ Styles defend his Intercontinental Championship against Graham Atalik. Really great match, but mm. we already knew the end result there. Chad Gable, Shorty G, turns heel. And he's paired with Corbin now, but he attacks Matt Riddle. I'm kind of I'm, – I'm interested to see Chad Gable and Matt Riddle. Hopefully, he changes his name from uh, – back to Chad Gable and Shorty G because Shorty G's a terrible name. But I'm, I'm definitely mm-hmm. digging a Gable-Riddle match. I think this match could be amazing.
2: Yeah, that, that has a lot of potential. Definitely, definitely.
1: Also uh, – Last week they teased Big E having a singles run. He had a, his first singles match in a very long time. He defeats Miz and he beats Miz with the Brock Lock. Y'all remember the Brock Lock?
3: No. Mm-hmm.
1: When he grabs yeah. the, uh, the person's leg and he fucking like.
3: Ah, okay. It. When he's hanging yeah. like off the side. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. he beats me. He beats the Miz with the Brock Lock. So uh, I thought that was a pretty cool. Uh, I, I like the, the this submission move for Big E. It makes sense.
2: Yeah, I, I I'm digging the whole Big E singles run, and I hope that they go as far as SummerSlam taking the title off of Braun Strowman, putting it back on Bray Wyatt, Fiend Bray Wyatt, whatever you want to call him, and then having Big E and the Fiend go head to head, and having even some cinematic matches where he's doing like some mind games, where like you were always the one in the background, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah, like, trying to like build like dissension within the New Day and shit, and like play like master puppets. Man, they, there's potential there is great. You know, I'm kind of sick of fucking Braun Strowman, to be honest with you. But uh, He's they, been
1: such an underwhelming champion. My, my wife sh-
3: wants to know why we're still doing the show. We lost power, babe. Go. Okay, carry on.
1: Uh, so, we got the return of Otis, Mandy, and Sonia on SmackDown TV. It's been rumored. That- <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: My wife said that our show is not a show. It's a seminar.
1: Well, that, well, that's what—that's what happens when you don't pay your your life. There though.
3: you go, wrestling 101, baby. Let's go. <laughs> By the way, side so, note: I was—I was showing my kids. I, I know, but side note: yesterday, and uh, you should do this with your kids, Sam. Um, I showed them a list of like top ten wrestlers you didn't know were brothers. Dude, I blew their mind. Like, Coltaholic has a video, like, Top 10 Wrestlers You Know what Brothers. When I showed them Cody Rose and Goldust, they were like, no, they were never brothers. By the way, one of the kids said, but they never tag team together. That's why they're not brothers.
0: They didn't tag Vincent? together.
3: I know they did. That Vin-
1: was that Vincent? Yeah, it was.
3: But, uh, again, <laughs> you should school your kids on wrestling. By the way, they were blown away by the Steiner Brothers. Go.
1: So, Otis, Mandy, Sonia made the return on TV. They've been yes. absent for the past couple of weeks. Um, it's been rumored. Um, they were exposed to COVID. That doesn't necessarily mean they were they had COVID, mm. but that was at, why they were kept off on TV. We saw a brutal attack, Sonia beating the shit out of Mandy. Mandy even looks beautiful getting beat up, and somebody got a haircut. Uh, <laughs> Sonia cut Mandy's hair on TV. Mm. Now, where I got from all of this, right, was um, you know, Mandy made a return on TV. Sonia yeah. made her. Return on TV, Otis. Sam, I know you're a big fan of Otis. He made his return on TV. Oh my god! I
0: got a question. Oh, yeah. for all I got a, I
1: got a question for all you guys. Where the fuck is the money? The bank briefcase? Uh, Do we just forget he's Mister Money of the Bank? This shit is just as bad as Apollo Cruz being United States Champion. It's been a fucking mess. By it's the terrible.
3: by the way, <laughs> by the way, WWE put on their on their social media. Who's the best champion right now? They put a picture of Apollo Cruz. On their social media, but they don't put him on TV.
2: Well, he's got COVID, right?
1: But you could still, okay. have a- you, gotta, you could, listen, there, there's something you could do. You could do fucking video packages, yeah. like, you know, you're recording or something. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, like, the Apollo Cruz being United States champion, I think, has been pointless. Because it's like, you're trying to, you're putting the belt on Apollo because you want the title to make the guy, right? Yeah. Which, it's mm-hmm. been a huge mess. In this case with Otis, even though I'm not a fan of Otis, Otis was already made a, a made guy to an extent because okay. he has popularity. People yes. like him. But guess what? He's in a fucking tag team. Putting the yeah. briefcase on him, which he didn- wasn't on TV with him last night, has been a fucking miss. Why did we put the, the, the Money in the Bank briefcase on him? He's not a main event guy. And they, because, they, you know what's crazy? Uh-huh. You want to know what's funny? Even on commentary, they did not acknowledge – Otis as Money in the Bank. Because, what, are we gonna just forget that he won the fucking briefcase? Okay, that,
2: but, might, that might happen.
3: To yeah. With you. <laughs> and, uh, okay, uh, so you forget about it till when? So next year's Money in the Bank, and then people are like, "Oh, who was the last winner? And what did they do with it?" It's gonna be some fugazi shit that they're gonna take that off of him because again, he was the flavor of the month. That's who he was, and unfortunately, uh, we get that in wrestling a lot where you have the flavor of the month, get pushed to the moon, and then you don't have that connect because he has relatability. That's what you have. But you don't have the stuff to actually back it up. You can put any guy at that top spot, but if they can't if they can't make it, they can't make it. If they can't connect with the crowd one way or the other, then you can't connect with the crowd.
1: You want to push Otis, put him on TV for segments i'm cool with that even though he's not my cup of tea you want to put the tag straps on him and his partner tucker i'm cool with that too <laughs> the, the whole briefcase the whole briefcase thing was just fucking terrible to begin with our boy bank won the match uh-huh. why he was even in the match has been a fucking huge miss and now you're You're not even acknowledging this guy? He's missing money in the bank? He's not even carrying the fucking briefcase? Because McMahon had had a hard-on
3: for him. That's your answer. Uh, Ben Cliff said, some girl I was speaking to last night said, I look like Otis. I don't know whether to be offended or not. Uh, He's got Mandy. I don't know who I have yet.
2: Yeah, man. He pulled Mandy, so don't be offended, bro. Yeah, so there you go.
1: Babe, you like Otis?
3: If she says, who's that? I'm walking out.
1: All right. Enough of uh, Otis. No sold it. Let's no talk solid. about something that was very interesting that closed SmackDown. So we had Bailey defend her Women's Championship against Nikki Cross. Another good match between both ladies. Bailey wins. Alexa Bliss was outside supporting her friend Nikki Cross. And after the loss, Alexa went to comfort, uh, console the yeah. defeat in Nikki Cross. Nikki is pissed off, pushed Alexa down. Nikki storms off. And then we get the lights off and out comes the fiend.
3: No. What happened?
1: This is like, um, and, and I guess in a PG era because you can't be a little, can't be as graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fiend was just staring Alexa down. Alexa was not yelling; she just looked, you know, and shocked. And fiend raises up his hand that says "hurt" on it, and then puts the manual claw on Alexa. And while I was watching this, the first thing that I thought of is, I wonder the jackass to spend four hundred dollars on on yes, on yes. Thank you, Alexa. Owl, Thank you. does he feel satisfied? No, that's the first thing that popped in my head.
3: Dude, I could have told him the answer that she gave him for $400.
2: I
1: would have told yeah. him that for
2: $10. He's a fucking idiot, bro.
3: So if you guys don't know and you're living under a rock, some, some asshole, because if you spend your money away like that, if you throw it out, hey, throw it towards this way. But I'm just saying, like, he spends $400 on a Cameo or whatever where you can... Have them send you a question or say, hey, guys, how are you, whatever. And he decides to spend his money to ask Alexa Bliss out on a date. Now, in what world do you think, hey, I'm on this and I'm getting paid to send out hellos. Oh, okay, he wants to go on a date. Sure, internet guy, I'll go on a date with you. Like, is that, what he, like is that what he thought was going to happen? <laughs> Again, Sam. Is that what he thought was going to happen?
2: He's an idiot. He's a fucking moron. He's
1: a different level of an ass clown. Oh you know, different level. <laughs> Again, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? a board every
2: day. And, you know, if he wanted to spend $400 that way,
1: that's fine. You know, dude, he, he's and, gonna, This jackass, this guy, his name is Antonio. He's going to make it our <laughs> list of congratulations. Antonio! Yo, they and, gave out his
3: name? They really did?
1: His name is Antonio. This jackass Antonio is going to make our list. Oh, congratulations. You play yourself in the loot.
3: We're going to call him Antonio Internet. There you go.
1: Oh, no, okay. Antonio cameo. Hey, Antonio cameo. There you go. No. <laughs> stupid oh. oh my god. Why?
2: She, she should have just ignored that shit though and gave him his money back. To right?
1: That's people. what I would have done too. She <laughs> took no, that man's no, money. No, she took no, his money and was
2: no. like, Nah, b, hey. I'm not going on date with. If you if you are stupid
3: enough to spend four hundred dollars for a forty six second clip, oh, if you are god. stupid enough. To spend that money, right? Then you should be stupid enough not to get that money back for her to pull your shit on blast because now everybody that knows that your stupid ass spent $400 just to get yeah. shut down. That is worse than like going on Tinder and the girl says, No, I don't want to see you.
1: Like, what an idiot. Oh my god, this is a fucking different level than an idiot.
3: Fucking Antonio cameo's bucks. dumb ass. You know
1: what I could have done with $400? Dude, $400. T- $10.
3: Uh, Kenneth Dinkins is saying the best $400 he ever spent.
2: <laughs> Alexa Bliss is a savage for that, though. That, she why? Took that man, she took that man's money and said, nah. But,
1: but, <laughs> it, but isn't that what you're there for? Nah, mm-hmm. you know what? He deserves, you know what? For doing something idiotic like that, he deserves to be taking his $400. That's uh, yeah, true. Let me that throw this out true.
3: there. Let me throw this out there. How many other people have sent this over to Alexa Bliss? How many have sent kind of questions like that to her DM, to whenever she puts uh, shit online, even with the cameo? I'm pretty sure, and I could bet money, that she's gotten this type of question before. But it was probably Mm -hmm. for like $10, $20, $30. Oh, I'm not going to look at it. But if the guy is willing to spend $400, right, you have to answer that. And you can't blame her for answering that because it was a stupid question to begin
1: with.
2: So hey, if I'm you're not blaming sp- her for nothing. She's just a savage for taking it. Mentally. But that's
1: fine. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give Alexa credit though, because even though the guy's a jackass for doing it, she still like cleaned it up and was like, "I'm sure that someone is there out there for you." Yes, oh, the bank, wow. and they're willing to take your money if you're going to spend it on stupid so, shit. So she's she's definitely a sweetheart for that.
2: So yeah, she let him down soft. was like. Eh.
3: Hmm.
2: <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Oh, my gen- God. that was a gentle landing right there. If,
3: if any of my kids ever spend $400 on any stupid shit like that. What a
1: fucking uh, jackass. That jackass deserves to take all the money uh, he gets. And you know what? That whoever spent that money, right? Antonio Cameo, that jackass. He's probably going to spend another $300, $400 on another chick to ask them out.
3: Hi, My Antonio. Man is lonely, B. You ready? My man is I, we can't play the audio because we'll probably get kicked out again. But hi, uh, Antonio. And I quote Hi, hey, Antonio. First, I just wanted so to lo- say thank you so much for your message. That was so sweet for you to write to me. I'm extremely flattered with your request. But unfortunately, I am seeing someone. The part that I like the best, though, at the end, just like Dory says, just keep swimming. Bye, Antonio. <laughs> <laughs>
2: damn <laughs> just,
3: Bye, keep swimming.
1: just keep swimming and then people wonder why <sighs> I fucking chastise wrestling fans and I am very standoffish and don't talk to many people that's like you when
3: a girl why? tells you I see you as a friend
2: <laughs> we, should, we should take a picture like a, a screenshot of her on that video right put it on a t-shirt on the bottom say bye Antonio on the bottom bro I that's, think that a be- I think
1: that's a great idea there you go we're
2: t- working t- on that now Sam shirt sure, coming <laughs> soon
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a great idea I like that <laughs> idea. all right let's talk about something a little bit less funny more serious so evil evil now he's on the top spot of the bullet club he's double champion he beat Naito for both the Heavyweight Championship and the Intercontinental Championship. He successfully defended the titles already against Hiromo Takahashi. And I believe on August 29th, uh, Summer Struggle, I think it's going to be a baseball stadium in Japan, he'll nice. be defending both championships against Naito in a rematch. What do you think about Evil's reign so far and him being, I guess, the new leader of the Bullet Club?
2: Man, I'm, I'm excited for it. You know what I mean? Uh, this this shook up the wrestling world uh, a lot. You know, nobody saw this coming. You know, and this goes back to what I was saying about AEW. You got to shake things up sometimes because you got to have a reason to watch. Mm-hmm. Must see TV. I need a reason to tune in every Monday on Monday Night Raw. Do I have that right now? Absolutely not. I need I a reason like to tune in on SmackDown <laughs> every. every And even in NXT, I'm sorry to say, I don't have a reason to watch it live. Not going to lie,
3: when you guys were talking about the tank, I actually had to Google it because I haven't watched NXT that long.
2: There you go. So (laughs) New Japan knows they have been taking this long break due to COVID. Now they're getting things back up and running. Okay. But let's have people start talking about it again. Boom. Let's hit them with this. And then here we go. Now... New Japan is back at the top of the bill when we're talking about what's must see TV. We want to see what's going to happen, you know, and so far so good, you know, mm-hmm. evil. We didn't expect it from evil and, and now, you know, he's running with the ball. Yeah, I, I, I love it. You know,
3: you know that there's a I know how you do like a social media thing at the end of the show, Sam, but I'm actually going to let you guys know right now on YouTube. Um. There, there's I forget it's cultaholic or what culture whatever. They do like the ranking the top um, IWGP champions of all time, right? And it's funny because a lot of them at one point they were just picking them from MMA when Antonio Noki was was uh, building the brand, right? Which is the worst thing you could do with evil. What you have right now is a guy that is homegrown that has made a bigger impact than Switchblade. Because remember, Switchblade, when they were like, oh, he shouldn't be the champion, he shouldn't be this, he shouldn't be that. But now with this, like Sam said, you have people talking, right? You have people focusing on what you're supposed to focus on with wrestling, which is what happens in the ring, the storylines. Not some fucker spending $400 to ask a girl out. You have to worry about the (laughs) shit that happens in the ring. Right. You know what I mean? Like, all that stuff is extra. But, again... New Japan, and it's not like because, you know, we're, we're Uncle Dave here where New Japan always gets uh, six stars, uh, matches. But with here, we always call the stuff down the line, and this is good. And even with that, what is this new title thing or new match thing that they were uh, talking I gonna, about? I was going to talk about that next. Oh, so, my God. Yo, that that has me, like, here. Like, I want to know, okay, what are we doing? We're gonna,
1: we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down for you right now. Not so, uh, Kurusuka Okada and New Japan held a special press conference this week to announce... Ko K O P W Twenty Twenty Championship, right? It's pretty much the king of pro wrestling. Unlike any other championship in New Japan Pro Wrestling, this will have have no championship belt, which I have my criticism on that. But let me finish. Mm-hmm. And instead, it would reset every year. Here are the details: the K O P W Twenty Twenty will decide across two nights. August 26th in Cork and hall and August 29th on summer struggle in Jingu stadium. Eight wrestlers will wrestle, uh, four singles matches on August 26th. Uh, each wrestler will pick a stipulation. Uh, each, yep. re- each wrestlers, um, will bring their own desired match rules to the first round. Uh, it could be any type of stipulation. All right. Um, Anything it could be ladder matches it could be a, a, a fucking hardcore match it could be a submission match it could be any any type of match you could you could think of it could be an eye for an eye match oh God, they, please, Japan, no please no Japan please doesn't no. do that can, can they do like um, the
3: blindfolded one that they did in WWE remember that one
1: what was that back in like no, WrestleMania no, no, no. something it could be two it could be two <laughs> out of three falls it could be anything so I like that uh, the winners of those matches will face off in a fatal four way and then. After the Fatal 4-Way, they'll be crowned the uh, KOPW champion. um, To defend the titles throughout the year, it'll be one-on-one matches. It could be any type of match. And then at the end of the year, they will be handed a a plaque uh, determining determining him the undisputed KOP champion of that year. And then once 2021 starts, they will do the same thing all over again and then... It pretty much nice. continues happening. Nice. I'm into all of that. Here's my only issue: I'm not. I'm not into the whole plaque thing. I think they should have a championship. And what mm-hmm. they should do is because I know one of New Japan's many criticisms is they have too many titles. So yeah. this is what I think they should do: you have your junior tag division, you have your tag division, and then you have the no never open way six man titles. I think they should consolidate all that, like you know, put it all together. Yeah. No more six-man titles, no more junior tags, and they should just be one tag division, okay. all right? Because we, we really don't need junior tag titles, and I think that would make I the agree. tag division stand out more. And with this concept idea, just get, make it a championship, make it a real championship title. Yeah. I don't think we need the plaque. Have the same rules, have all that, but make it an actual title. I'm not into the whole plaque thing, but I am into the concept of it. Yeah.
3: Well, you know what? It, what it kind of reminds me of, and I think that's why, like, I'm so high on it. It kind of reminds me like the King of the Ring. You remember, like, y- you know, you you had the tournament once a year, and then for that next year, that guy's known as the King of the Ring. Um, you know, you you put emphasis on that. Now, this whole thing of bringing this in and everybody gets to bring their own stipulation, I think that's awesome, right? Because, I like it too. because you're taking that that idea. And then bringing it into that. Now, with the belt, it's good, right? But I think, and they went with the plaque because, again, you said they have too many belts.
1: It's a plaque, a trophy. I believe yeah. at the end of the year they will you, be. You uh, can't,
3: you can't go that. with a briefcase because then everybody's own briefcases, you know? But I think at the end of the year, if you are the undisputed, the NCP whatever champion. K-O-P-W
1: champion.
3: That one. Then you should get a title shot for something. Like, make that, make that mean something. Like, hey, we're not wrestling for the title, but we're wrestling to be the undisputed champion at the end of the year, and then you get a shot at a title. Type you of thing. know what
1: I would like? I would like them to treat it kind of like the gift of the gods from Lucha Underground. Yes. The gift of the yes. gods. Yes. If they, if they do that, but yes. I, I, I'm, I'm a big title guy. I like championships, yeah. so I want to see a championship. Get rid of the never open weight six, yeah. man. Get rid of the junior tag. Maybe somehow have a unification match mm-hmm. um, with all those titles for new tag champs. Maybe they can even make new yeah. tag champs designs
3: Or just not have them on TV and then bring it back and don't even talk about it anymore, Otis.
1: Right, right. Have have <laughs> new ta- have new tag team championship designs and then yeah. you know we have we crown new tag champs. Mm-hmm. They get rid of the never open weight six man. They get rid of the junior tag titles and then create something nice for this yeah. KOPW championship. And I think this is what I think. I think they're going to run with this idea for twenty twenty, mm-hmm. but I believe the whole trophy plaque idea. They're gonna end up getting rid of that maybe the final year and present us with an actual belt, yeah. a physical belt. That's what I think.
3: Yeah, and and again, you you have to have them fight for something, right? And I think one of the things that that New Japan is good at is that their storylines. So you right. you build in that storyline into everything that's happening. It's not just you know a throwaway title like the twenty four seven. You know, it's not just hey we need something to do. Let's spice it up. Let's throw some twenty four seven title on it. I think with New Japan, what they're able to do is they're able to add all these elements. And again, you're taking something that's established. And and it goes back to what we were talking about with AEW at the beginning of the show, right? So you take something that's established, like a tables match, like a ladder match, like a steel chair match, a candlestick match. And you could bring that into this new thing, but not make it feel old.
1: Like, imagine Minoru Suzuki beating the shit out of somebody with a Singapore cane. Yeah. So, like,
3: okay, so that's my match. Like, I'm known (laughs) for that match. Like, like that would be the perfect thing to, like, let's say back in the day, you know, you had Sandman. That would be the only thing that he would do. That would be his match. So, now you have to come in and beat him at his match. You know what I mean? Which, again, that builds a new storyline because you're taking something that we know. Right? Something that we're accustomed to. Something that nowadays is just, hey, it's just another move. Because if we look at it, a table spot is just another move if we actually look at it. You know? It's not the spectacle that it was before. It wasn't the, the anticipation. You know? So now you bring this into it. You make a tournament out of it, which McMahon was on record saying he doesn't like tournaments. But that's what actually made your whole fucking wrestling entertainment shit. You Perfect. know? Bring that 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 urgency that you had with the king of the ring, but bring that into the new millennia It's not just the new wrestling. Now you have these stipulations going. So, hey, Sam, any
1: thoughts on this?
2: Hey man, I'm all for something different. I'm all for a reason to tune in and I'm all for, you know, change. So Uh I'm down with it. You know what I mean? And like I said, I, I love new Japan because sometimes Uh they keep it simple. And, it, yeah. you know, their booking just makes sense. So if this is something that they can utilize to maybe make a storyline progress even further, great on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So another reason to tune in on the New uh, new Japan World
1: app. You Pe-
3: know? People here on the chat are saying a Piranha tank match. I'll take it. Whatever that is. <laughs>
1: All right. With that being said, we're <laughs> wrapping up with that comment.
3: Uh- <laughs> as long Wait, as that is know. not Judy Badwell on a pole match, I'm okay with it.
1: Who's I don't want to see Vince Russo fuck up my knee Japan. Right? <laughs> <sighs> uh. Leo, what's your plugs in?
3: Guys, LosRadio.com. dot com. You can actually go to the new and improved Los Radio, where we simplified everything. If you guys know somebody that is doing a show, has a radio station, wants to do a show, wants to have his own radio station, is a DJ, anybody that just likes to be creative, uh, you guys can go to losradio dot com. Uh, we got some people down the pipe that are starting to do some shows that are trying to do some new shows. We got a couple of DJs that we're adding on, and you guys can always check out the Los Radio app where
2: all that stuff is on there.
3: I think that's it. Anything
2: All else? Right. No. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna use this platform a little differently uh, this week. Um, I don't know if you guys, well, I know Mario knows this, and I'm almost per- positive Leo knows this. Let's go. My my older daughters are on the spectrum of autism, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a young man named Matthew Russian mm-hmm. that has, uh, you know, gotten to a non-fatal car accident. Yeah and was sentenced this kid is only 21 years old his birthday just passed sentenced to 50 years mm-hmm. right for a non-fatal car accident this kid is on the autism spectrum so if you guys could go to my instagram page at Sammy suplex usually i'll have a link to our most latest episode of the podcast but this week i have a link to a change.org uh petition uh for Matthew Russian's case, and we're just on the cusp of getting 200,000, uh, you know, signatures on there. So if you guys could do that, man, it would be greatly appreciative. And, um, man, just follow me at Sammy suplex on all social media aspects. And, you know, let's, let's try and get some, uh, some light shed on, on this Matthew Russian case. Cause it's, it's complete bullshit and fuck Virginia because their laws are totally outdated. I actually got a speeding ticket one time down there. And I was looking at the laws and this is like right after I left the, you know, the Burlington Township Police Department. Um, had I lived down there, I was going like 15 over a speed limit and their speed limits like 50. So coming from Jersey, that's like that's like nothing. Yeah. Right. So I was going 70 in a 50. And had I lived down there, they they could have put me in jail for that. They, that's like reckless driving over there. And f- like for Virginia, reckless driving, you could go to jail for that shit. No. So. Something needs to get changed down there. You know, anything down b- below the Mason-Dixon line is the different world, in my opinion. They're really, like, set back uh, hundreds of years, in in my opinion. But something needs to get done with this Matthew Russian case because nobody died. You know what I mean? There was some mm-hmm. property damage, but nobody deserves to go to, to jail for 50 years for property damage. It's and, bullshit. And he
3: was taking his friend to urgent care
2: during a blizzard. Right So, so
3: uh, by the way uh, The way you spell Russian Is R-U-S-H-I-N I yeah, got the name up you. On the on the board there You can also There's a Facebook page too That you can follow I actually
1: it. read the story On your wife's Facebook I, I got to read it yesterday At work The whole story It's fucking nuts dude
2: yeah, no. man, we gotta be careful. Was, like I said, especially if you're crossing that Mason Dixon line, you're going down to Florida. You're crossing through those those Confederate states down there. You gotta watch out, man. Those laws down there are all fucked up, and yeah. they're they're meant to keep people in chains, bro. That's all it is. These fucking
1: scumbag cops. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, uh, Leo, can you do me a favor? Can no. you uh, hit that congratulations button real quick? Wait, which which one?
0: This one? Congratulations! You played yourself.
1: I'm gonna give that to Ben Cliff because he's talking about Impact uh, Wrestling with the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, come we on, Ben! talked a plethora yes. of Motor City Machine Guns and Impact Wrestling last week. Yes. So, hey, that's on you, bro. That, that's a, that's a week. Oh, that's a week old already. That's my favorite tag um, team. Go! I, I got a couple uh, uh, plugs real quick. I want to give a shout out to uh, Nerds Clothing. They hooked the brother up with a Bullet Club jacket. Fucking sweet jacket. I just got another jacket in the mail. I haven't posted it yet, so make sure you follow me at RadarSys87 so you can see what that jacket is. Also, let me give also two more plugs to Game Changer Wrestling. They had a phenomenal two nights, well, two two afternoons, uh, two nights of Jace, uh, last weekend in Atlantic City. Both great shows. You can find those shows on the Fight app. And then tomorrow they're actually going to have another show one of the matches is Joey Janelle and ACH. Uh, the show's called Keep in Touch. You can find that show at the Fight app. And also what you could do tonight if you're not doing anything – Talk and shop of media dot gallows Carl Anderson on the fight app is going to be nothing but shenanigans and the main of it is a bone yard match <laughs> with <laughs> Chad Too Bad and Sex Ferguson I'm so hyped for this show because it's it's like a mixture of jackass with backyard wrestling a whole bunch of shenanigans so I'm, I'm, I'm into it I, I love this type of comedy and it's fucking wrestling so I'm definitely going to be ordering um, so let me give shout outs to them also make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders yeah. everywhere Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and if you missed anything on today's episode make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast needs and that is it
3: Well, hopefully you'll be able to hear the whole thing together and not broken up like the video three times <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Tony Khan blocking us man <laughs> don't, I don't know why Tony Khan is hating on us we're not the jackass that yeah. fucking hired uh, Cameron, Cameron whatever it
3: is go and hire another Cameron Tony Khan don't worry about us haters uh, but yo damn the lights went off. Then we, we got we got taken down then the lights went off. Then my wife wanted to have a conversation. No, that was last week. Um but it was a good show, man. It was a good seminar, like my wife would call it.
1: How much you think the run time is on this once you fucking put it all together?
3: An hour and fifty-five minutes.
1: <laughs> damn, I thought it was over two hours. No no one fifty five
3: you know and and that's the thing because and and we all go back and listen to it and there's a lot of people that also go back and listen to it it's not like well right now in wrestling this is what's happening and you guys need to tune in it's a conversation that's that's what ultimately this should be
1: so <laughs> I'm going to do this right Got now after the outcome. So it. when Leo completely cut cut out, you know, when he lost power or whatever, this is jackass Christopher Brown goes like, oh, I think Matt Cardona is yeah. going to be Cody's fucking bodyguard. Yeah. You fucking idiot. Come on. He's not going to be the bodyguard for Cody Rhodes. That's why your takes are terrible. Yeah. And nobody pays attention to you. Come on, Chris. Get better than hey. that. Leave Chris Brown alone, man. <laughs> now, 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 keep in mind, guys. When we go off air, Sam's going to agree with us. Yes, all right? yes, he
3: will. But we can't record that part.
1: He's not gonna say nothing. He's not
3: gonna say nothing. Look at (laughs) that! Got him! Go!
1: (laughs) Go! Go, Mario! For the returning Sammy Suplex, for the old man Leo, I'm your truly miscarried R. Keep her in R and stay so sweet.